Welcome to another episode of Rebels Rewind. I'm Kellen. I'm here with Nick and Jake. Jake, first episode back of 2020. How's it going? Uh, it's good, good. It's good to be back. I was upset that I wasn't able to come last week, but I'm ready to talk some sports, talk about how the Rebels teams are doing and with the futsal season starting underway. It's looking like it's really good so far. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. I was actually there on uh, Saturday for their home openers. I know both teams got off to losses, but then the women's team was able to sneak out a win. Not sneak out a win. They did really well at a game that you covered, hey? Yeah, and the crazy thing was they had zero subs. They played with four players for the whole game, and there was about a five-minute stretch where they uh, one of the girls, had, I think her nose started bleeding from, from getting hit with something. So they were literally playing four and three shorthanded, and it was like it's like hockey. They actually went into like a kind of like a triangle formation, and then whenever they got the ball, they just kick it down the court. Like it reminded me of hockey, but they won five-two. Uh, Jessica Zeeb had four goals, and she was like the lone striker. Like their plan was just to pretty much get it up to her and let her do her thing, and she made the most of it, scoring four goals. So it's good to see that just based on I wasn't able to attend those games but just based on what you're talking about and I know Cal and I were looking over the roster it seems to be mostly girls that are from the soccer team as well that went all the way to the semifinals. like it's a roster with strong athletes and a lot of high-end talent yeah I believe they have nine or ten on their roster and they were missing they have ten they have ten because they were they had, they had four in a goalie and then they were missing oh no they have nine then because they were missing two to injury and then two to other uh, sports commitments which is rebels basketball so yeah but the thing that i think transfers over from soccer to futsal for them is douglas lowry like the head coach he is really good at strategy with how how to play defensively and how like when you're down to no spares he knows exactly the game plan to go to and stuff like that and i think that's the strength of this team is kind of like the strategic play well yeah it stood out on saturday like he said they executed it perfectly and he wasn't lying it was literally perfect they didn't give up really anything they went down one nothing didn't panic got up two one went to kind of prevent mode and then zeb uh made the most of her chances late like i said um but moving over to the men the men lost six three but uh undeniably the highlight of that game was a bicycle kick goal keep in mind this is on a gym hard court and Devin Arakakot pulled off a bicycle kick goal and he actually tried it later in the game and it, it was it was kind of went and hit the side of the net but it was ridiculous still that's like that's all takes a lot of athleticism to do even just to like be able to kick the ball never mind kick it accurately into a futsal net which is much smaller than a regular soccer goal yeah the coolest thing about this too is there actually is a video of it and it's a pretty good video which yeah. you can see on uh, the MCAC Twitter it was posted uh, the other day. Um, and Rakakot, he's a new player for... He said he plans on playing soccer next year, too. He's a... I think he's 27. He's a DMD student, which is digital media design. So he's on campus uh, where we're recording here. And he seems to be a big ad for the team. Yeah, and this, like, you're hoping the men's futsal team can obviously do a lot better than the men's soccer team. And it's good to know that they have a guy like that because one of the biggest problems when we saw with the men's soccer team all year was against the high-end teams, they really couldn't score much. They were getting shut out. They were only getting maybe one goal, and they were just allowing a lot in. So it is not, it's not a good sign that they let six in in their first home opener, but scoring the three goals and having a guy who can pull off a bicycle kick that you always have to be aware of for as a scoring threat like that's a huge ad for the rebels yeah and just a comparison cmu scored 10 goals in their home or their season opener and they only scored six against rebels so cmu oh, might be a fair. force so yeah cmu is probably one of the favorites in the league as they usually are and i think but for the men's so, uh, futsal team a benefit i think of futsal over soccer is i like they really lack the depth of talent in outdoor in their teams compared to other teams so when you're playing with only four players on the court you can you can really rely on your your strength 
Yeah, and you change on the fly. Did you guys know that? It's really cool. No, I've actually never covered a game. So yet. you have like yeah, the, the players have like pennies on the sidelines, and when you when you change on the fly, you like take your penny off and then give it to the player coming off, and then they have to wear a penny, I guess, because they're right on the line, so they they don't want like the colors get confused, right? So so it's like almost like a relay race, kind of. You hand it's off like, the baton. It, it is indoor hockey with a ball. That, that's what I compare it to, like the structure, just the the speed of it, how how quick it can change, and yeah, it, it was a really cool game, and um, I'm excited to see what the season has. Yeah, but overall, I think the men's team showed a lot more promise in the futsal season so far this year than they have outdoors. So it'll be interesting to see how they do there. But back to the the goal that Devin scored, the bicycle kick goal, he was telling me that's like a goal he dreamed about getting like forever, right? And he's just fortunate was able to be caught on camera. Yeah, and he said he's done it in uh, outdoor soccer a couple times, so that's something in his uh, bag of tricks. Yeah, yeah, that landing probably wasn't the nicest though on a hard gym floor, but... <laughs> yeah, he, I don't think he got it. He didn't get hurt, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's a success in my mind. In other in other Rebel Sports news, the men's basketball team was back in action. They got another win over Leech Lake, I believe, and they're just undefeated still. 8-0, looking strong. They're actually going to be 10-0 in the standings because um, next weekend's games, the team they're playing is forfeiting because they don't have enough players. So they'll be a 10-0 team by the end of next weekend. Yeah, they're definitely a favorite to repeat as MCHC champions. They're definitely also a favorite in the NIAC conference down in the States. So this could be a double championship year for the men's basketball team. Yeah, it'll be good if they're able to get over that hump and win the NIAC this year. Yeah, and don't sleep on the women. They're 5-2. and two. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a force, too. Well, and in the women's basketball like NIAC it's top heavy with MCAC like Providence CMU and Red River are the top three teams so it's really good to see the MCAC talent in Manitoba here competing at against American teams yeah and I know last year in the MCAC semifinals the Rebels women's team lost so they're definitely going to be looking probably to avenge that sting yeah and then in volleyball the men still haven't won i actually went to one of their games the other weekend they won a set so that, that, that's something one of their like what two this season yeah it was, exactly a, it was a second one of the set or a two, second set win of the they season. are two and 33 in sets this year yeah and they yeah. are 0 and 11 they are one and two when i go so not bad um <laughs> you need to go more is what you're saying yeah. yeah yeah uh the women though they had a kind of a surprise win the other weekend or, in, or the other week it was on a thursday i believe and now they're three and eight and uh just Two points out of the playoffs, right? Yeah, just yeah. one. There was one game back of, I believe, Providence. Yep. And they beat who did they beat as well? They beat someone like they a beat, playoff team. I think it was beat, CMU. It was it was Providence. Oh yeah. So they beat Providence, who's like they're only a game back of Providence now, I think, as well. So and as, they, and as they showed last year, all you need to do is just get into yeah. the playoffs, even if it's that last seed and you can make a real run. No one expected them to win last year, so no one did. No. So yeah, I think if they string a couple wins together here, they're they're in a good position to make a push for that fourth seed and get in. You never know what's gonna happen, right? So hopefully the women's team can get in there and then not both the volleyball teams miss and we'll actually have some Red River representation at the final four. You definitely for you can't afford though. I haven't seen the schedule, so I'm not sure how many or if they still play Providence, but in those matchups where you're playing the number four team, you can't afford to drop any of those games. If, yeah, you, no, no. if you want to make it, you can't. Yeah, and I think Providence is the only team, really, that they can catch now because CMU was kind of, like, hovering around that record as well, but they just beat the undefeated um, undefeated USB Les Rouges. So and the ACC Cougars are solidly entrenched in that second spot. Yeah, and it's good to see ACC, like, both men's and women's volleyball teams, they're both in playoff positions, and it's really good to see them in positions like that because for soccer, they're not in basketball, but for soccer and futsal, they're just not as strong. They're, they've been, like, last place in all those this year, so it's good to see them yeah, get their some men's, success. Yeah, their men's soccer team went 0-10. They're basically, like, the men's volleyball team. 
Yeah. It's like it's like the two schools just swap. But yeah, so in a few weeks, um, actually when we record next, it'll be almost time, a week or two away from a volleyball final. So we'll have a better idea of if the women's team has a chance yeah. or not. Unfortunately, I would say at this point, the men's team, like, they'd have to win out. Oh, they're done. Any chance. They're done. <laughs> and yeah. I, I can't see that. I don't know. I think at this point like, with your new coach, you just want to get a win kind of thing, like something a, to build off get of. Get them right? a win and get like, so some players won't be returning next year, obviously, but you get that foundation set in place so that next year the returning players have something they can feel hold on to and like really teach to the younger guys and have them make improvements. Even if like you have to, you can't, go winless in this season you no exactly especially after going last year they went two and 14 and that and was with only, an mvp player that as was well with the league mvp josh guzan like you can't go 0 and 16 yeah you cannot be the cleveland browns but with mcac again it's a quick turnaround in players usually just because they have uh college programs are shorter stuff like that so yeah you never you know. never know next year could be a year where they make a massive jump right you never so know when the next goose is going to walk right through the red river gym doors exactly yeah and then the volleyball teams are in action on friday at red river uh, the men kick that off at six o'clock women at seven thirty, and then on saturday the futsal teams are playing some double headers i believe the one of the brandon teams is coming in uh so uh, that starts at 11 15 with the men so you can see racket trying to do some more bicycle kicks repeat maybe. that magic yeah yeah <laughs> if you, so there's lots of action though that we've seen coming up with the rebels but i think on sunday we were all watching nfl the nfl championship games trying to find out who was going to the super bowl in the divisional rounds we saw san fran beat minnesota they were just the better team the Green Bay Packers stopped a Seattle Seahawks comeback. Kansas City Chiefs pulled off possibly, if it was against any other team in the Houston Texans, you would call it a miraculous comeback. And then the Baltimore Ravens were stunningly upset by Tennessee. And I think, Nick, you went four for four with your predictions, actually. No, I took Minnesota. That was my uh, oh. that was my one bad you, pick. you took Seattle? I did take Seattle, yeah. yeah. So I went two for four, yeah. Which yeah. is, that, it seems like everybody, like that. Well, you first, got Tennessee, so. First two rounds of the playoffs were pretty unpredictable. It was mm-hmm. tough to go eight for eight, I would say. But yeah, Tennessee was a good read by us, Kellen. Hey? Yeah, it was. Like I know we were talking about just on paper. Like I don't know, it just like people were overlooking them. I'm like, you really can't. Like the way they've been playing the second half of the season with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry's just a monster. Which surprising? I'm surprised. Like in the championship game, Kansas City was the team to slow him down. Like he goes to New England, Baltimore, then he goes to Kansas City, and they're the team that stops him. I don't know. I was just not expecting that at all. Yeah, Chief, I thought the Chiefs did a really good job at keeping him inside. I don't know if that was something they actually like set out to do, but you could see like they're they were like like the honey badger is ridiculous. He was making like yeah. he made a goal line stop on Henry by himself. It was like that guy always just amazes me every time he plays. I, I can't believe he's been cut multiple times, but uh, yeah, the Chiefs, man, like their offense, how, there's no stopping them. There's no. no there's no deficit that's too much for them to come back from either like they showed that against Houston coming back from 24 nothing and then down by 10 points against Tennessee again twice yeah but I think I think when Patrick Mahomes scored that touchdown right before the half like the run the 27 yard run or whatever I think that's when everyone knew you know what this is Kansas City's game now it looks like, like it, it at first it looked like it wasn't even going to be a seven yard run and then he just took it all the way to the end zone with what, like eleven seconds left? Seconds? Yeah, yeah. That was a dagger. I, I was like, when that happened, I was like, it's done. I was like, yeah. this is here we go again. I thought they, I thought Tennessee had a chance. Like you, because you can never really count out Derrick Henry. Just give him if he gets like one op- big <sighs> opening, he can t- he can take it the length of the field. But the problem, the thing was on the third and long, Tennessee gave up a sixty-yard touchdown. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, that yeah, that, that was the them, one. I believe at the time that put them up 18. Yeah, th- that was questionable too because the DB, uh, I think it was Brock, but he actually he got called for PI or holding, but he contacted, like they kind of collided him and Watkins, and then the DB fell, so that's why Watkins got open and deep for that touchdown. So that was, that was controversial in itself, I thought. Yeah, well, come on. It wouldn't be an NFL playoff game without some controversy about a call. Yeah, some, especially P.I. Yeah, there's yeah. a late one, too, that I didn't like at all. I saw uh, it two weeks ago with Kyle Rudolph. Will you see it again? Yeah, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the Kyle yeah, Rudolph I thought the Kyle Rudolph one was fine. But, yeah, the one there was one that was, that was called on Tennessee. It was on Brock, too. It was on a late yeah, third Brock down. Yeah, Brock was getting a lot the, of attention by the refs. Yeah, it was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it either. I thought he whatever that's neither here nor there but uh but at the end of the day when you have an offense like kansas city has like they're tough to beat like ten- tennessee played a good game and their deep city was just better and their defense is a lot better than they have been in the past right so this is this is kansas city's best team in a while they yeah. do still have though some problems with defensive penalties we saw a few times quite a few times guys going off side taking like they're yeah what, they're yeah. what miami dolphins head coach brian flores calls no talent penalties like penalties literally anyone can take there was at least three of the offside mm-hmm. ones and d ford's not even with them I think in the first quarter so. too i want to say yeah no d ford's proud though his legacy is passed on yeah d ford the super bowl is going to end with a d ford offside call and then there we go yeah yeah but the chiefs maybe stopping them would be a they need a great defensive line to challenge them like, and i think they're getting a great defensive line in san are. francisco yeah. they are like the tennessee titans i will say they would have been nice to see them in the super bowl like the cinderella run ryan Tanhill going back to miami would have been great but the chiefs they just deserved it like patrick mahomes is probably the best player all around in football yeah. right now and andy Reid, he deserves it he, he's been around forever he deserves it him and his like beautiful mustache deserve to be in the super bowl <laughs> Uh, yeah, but let's get uh, San Fran well and said, Green Bay. Yeah, let's get over to the uh, NFC now. See, I think it was just I, I really w- wanted Seattle to be Green Bay because I, I just didn't think Green – I thought Green Bay was overrated this whole season. Like 13-3, and three, they had the record, but Rest a lot of their – to my Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. A lot of their wins weren't like – I don't know. They weren't like convincing to me, and I think Seattle-San Fran would have been a better matchup, but – I don't know. I think San Fran just also showed how good of a team they are as well. Yeah, they had an odd season, I would say, Green Bay, where they had 13-3, and three and they really didn't look like they belonged in that game. Like, the way their, their Niners around the ball was ridiculous. Oh, I didn't Mostert, see that coming. Yeah. Unreal. Like, and they might not have Tevin Coleman back for the Super Bowl, but Mostert's definitely been their guy this at back end of the season here, and he went off for, like, 220-something yards. Yeah, I 200, saw – 220 yards four touchdowns yeah i saw a stat where the niners had 186 rushing yards before they even were contacted like before a oh, wow. Packer even touched them 186 yeah. like that game unlike the kansas city game where that game they had it had at least the era of the tennessee titans have done this before they can maybe pull something off like up until the 60 yard touchdown late in the third quarter like there was kind of that era that like this game isn't over yet the san francisco game was over before halftime yeah i I didn't really think it was going to be a close game and it's like like you said earlier i think the the quality of the games wild card weekend set the bar really high so hopefully it's not continuing that trend for the super bowl but i think the super bowl matchups are really good it's really good Hopefully, Jimmy Garoppolo will throw more than eight times. Oh, my God. I can't believe he only threw eight times. <laughs> yeah, he'll have to. I, I don't know where to lean, though, with this game. I, th- I think the odds makers have it at, like, Kansas City as a one-point favorite. Yeah, so pretty much very even. close. Yeah. I think Kansas City's got to play a similar style of defense because they were able to contain Derrick Henry. You got If you're going to lose this game, you're going to lose by making Jimmy Garoppolo make the plays. Mm-hmm. Don't You don't want to let Mostert. Well, you've shown that you can shut down a running back who's yeah. hot and deadly. So they can they can do that. They can shut Moser down. I think they can too. Him. 
at least hold him under 120 yards. You can force Jimmy G to pass, which isn't his – he's a good quarterback, well, but he's not elite. To be honest, I, I'm not convinced he's, like, amazing. Like, he's 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 kind of like a game manager to me. Like, for me, the San Fran's yeah. always had. For me, what about that New Orleans game? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay, I guess he did well he on that can, one. He can go off. You, but you. So you can't just. Give, He's not consistent. You can't, you can't give him free reign, but you also want him. You'd rather have him doing the. Because like my dad's a Niner fan, and he even always is like, yeah, Garoppolo always throws these random interceptions that like he th- doesn't take care of the ball a lot. Like he fumbles a lot, throws interceptions a lot. Mm-hmm. And at least one or two a game kind of thing. And I think if Kansas City can capitalize on those turnovers, which with Patrick Mahomes in that offense there, I think they will. I don't know. I think I'm really gonna like the battle of the San Fran defense and the Kansas City offense. This I think battle, that's the key this of battle, this game. Yeah, this battle I think it's gonna be kind of one on the O line. If they can give Patrick Mahomes the space he needs to be as creative as he can be, find open guys, find ways to make plays work with his legs without being rushed by the likes of Nick Bosa, D Ford. Like mm-hmm. you don't want those guys getting anywhere near him, especially a guy like D Ford who might know he'll probably know. He'll be familiar with the Andy Reid schemes. Like he'll know kind yeah. of certain plays well, that are coming. And Nick Bosa's just been and Nick an Bosa's animal. probably gonna be the defensive rookie of the year. Oh no question. Yeah, like so you have to be ready for the hardest challenge you faced on defense for this O line. Probably the hardest challenge honestly this O line's faced quite possibly in all of their careers. And this is for the Super Bowl, like there's nothing else. There's no tomorrow. You have to be willing to put everything on the line to stop the monsters on San Fran. And from San Francisco, conversely, though, you can't give Patrick Mahomes the time to do crazy things. You're going to see Richard Sherman on one of Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. Probably Sherman not. doesn't move. Yeah, Sherman Durrell stays on his corner. Yeah, that's a, that's a big knock on him. He doesn't move. And, and he had some beef with a player. I can't remember the Durrell name. Durrell Revis, Revis, yeah. yeah. From the New he York Jets. Him, well, yeah, because he's yeah, because he pretty much called him a zone corner, and he, not, he won't he won't follow receivers. It's never been his thing in his career. Yeah, no, this battle is going to be won by for me. The two key players in this game are the Kansas City offensive line and Jimmy Garoppolo, because one of them for each team needs to really step up to get his team to help get their team to win. Yeah. Do you guys want to do predictions or I, I really don't right now. I don't have a good. I'll do one. No, I'll go, do you one. go for it. I'm not touching that. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs just because I want them to as well. Like I'm kind of. I just don't want my dad to be happy either. I'll, I'll take the wow. Niners. I think. I think a D line can impact a game like few other. Positions I think it's going to be a high. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be not like as high scoring as the New Orleans San Fran game, but I think it's going to be decently high scoring. Like a. Both teams are going to get at least. I'm going to say points. like a 31-28 Kansas City win or something. I'll go 28-24 Niners. Yeah. A missed field goal in this game. You're just not going to do it, Jake. No, I'm not risking it. Unlike last year, a missed field goal would be a disaster you guys will move over to hockey now just get some uh yeah last minute talking with the yeah. nhl i think uh, we won't i don't think we'll really have time to touch on the baseball scandal but i think it's pretty cut and dry like, just it overall ha- it like, happened just more punishment needs to be happening but like how strict we'll see what title strips that doesn't do anything though i don't like that because then the memories are still there the yeah the actually here, let me re- let me rephrase that this year every player that was on the 2017 astros roster should not be allowed to play one year <laughs> you have to prove them guilty that's the thing you can't yeah you can prove can't prove that's, that's prove at least a couple of them guilty I know, the but guys. then when you take a guy like, I don't know, I think taking a guy like Altuve out of the league is like, ah. Uh, what about know. the pitchers, too? Yeah. The I don't know. It's, it's, overall, it's a tricky situation that oh, I, sure. we're not going to be able to predict what's going to happen because it's just no. a hot mess. But yeah, I think over to, NHL, over to the NHL, there are some things we can talk about. So Yeah, we're only we're only about a month and a week away from trade deadline we've got a number there's so many teams right now that are big log jams that we're getting yeah, out though, right yeah the whole the entire western conference there's like 
five Pacific teams and three, no, four Central teams that are all vying for three Pacific Division spots and two Wild Card spots. Yeah, and some the of Chicago them are Black on the rise, Hawks. some of them are on the down low. Like it's going to be very interesting to see what certain teams do heading into the break. Like I would say in the West, the only three teams that are really out of it are the three. It feels weird to say. Given like how we've how we've grown like up with California, three California teams are the only teams that are out. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I think Minnesota is a team that's going to fizzle out too. Yeah. Yes, I I would agree with that. And then Nashville see, still hasn't shown did it. Did you see how Minnesota lost last night? Yeah, the Noel Cherry uh, buzzer beater. Four yeah. seconds yeah. left on home ice in a game yeah. you were leading. Yeah, Ooh. he's got he's got 18 yeah. goals. Noel Cherry. He's yeah. on the Bruins' fourth line last year, and he's 18. He's probably on pace for what 25 now, which back, is back ridiculous. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that that plays a huge. Rolling it. Yeah. He should have signed his. He should have waited a year to sign his contract. Where though? <laughs> yeah, the city you're out. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about the West. It, like you said, it's very tight. Like you have. Okay, so you have like St. Louis is gonna. St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas, the three top in the Central. They've kind of separated from the rest of the pack, and I'd say they're pretty solid. Like they're all playoff teams. They're all yeah, very strong. I think Dallas could be caught, but Dallas isn't. But they're still out. gonna they're make the gonna playoffs. Out, yeah, they're not gonna fall out of wild card. No. And then like the East is far more to me like boring you have once again it looked like there was some interest at the beginning of the year but now it looks like it's going to be once again in the atlantic boston tampa toronto i mean right now toronto's on the outside but yeah oh toronto's on the outside yeah they're not even in a playoff spot right now yeah they've dropped a few games who's in their place florida right florida Florida. yeah they've been hot tampa's been super hot so now and i like i like philly as well they're just outside the playoffs i I think they'll make it so that's more of like a 10 team race for eight spots i believe because you have yeah Six Metro teams, four Atlantic teams. Like, well, you already know, like, Montreal, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit. Like, they're just, they're gone. And the Rangers, although, too. The Rangers are Actually, slumped. apparently, there is word that the Buffalo Sabres would consider adding at the deadline. Interesting. Which would be very interesting. Like, I don't know. There's some teams, like, I would say, if we look at the hometown team, the Jets, like, their defensive struggles have been cataloged all year, even before the year when yeah. Dustin, Dustin Bufflin went out. It's going as expected. Coming yeah. into the season, you expected this. At the beginning of the year, they held up better than I thought, but I think mm-hmm. now reality's hit. Like, this is what we have, right? Yeah. Hellebuck's play, not playing at that Vesna level He's anymore. not playing at the yeah. Vesna level. Now Lowry's out for a, a month. month. Carl Dahlstrom went down. Tucker Pullman Carl is Dahlstrom out man. until at least after the All-Star break. Like, there's so many. Like, a guy who's out of... I think the only guy who's out of reference season the Jets right now on the defense is Nathan Bully, who's been injured three separate times. Like, yeah. That's well, rough. I think for the Jets, though, like, they do have Pionk and Morrissey, but then I think everyone else is a third-pair defense defender. Everyone you know what I mean? Is. They are. They're, like, that's where that's where the, the drop's so big from the f- first two to everyone else that it's mm-hmm. just it, something has to be done. It's just because a team can go in and they could say, we, we're going to have these two guys, and even Josh Morrissey isn't playing as great as he can. <sighs> like you're saying, you have these two defenders. They're really good. They can lock us down. They can score. They can do everything but we can exploit these other four guys yeah well i don't know i like if kevin shovel dayoff listens to rebels rewind by any 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 chance out there please trade for any defender i won't be picky but just would, as long as he's a second second line say, talent at i least. would say bigger would be let's say the jet at the jets so the jets if they're gonna make the playoffs are gonna be a wild card team right and yes. then i would say there is a route through the pacific division like if they can get that first wild card spot if they're in the second and they had to play st louis in the first round again that would be very tough yeah but well the Pacific's interesting right now, too, because the top three teams are the Canadian teams. Yeah, but, like, the difference, like, and as for as bad as the Jets have been recently, like, they're in no way out of it. Like, they just need, if they can get a hot streak going again. But at the end of the day, if they get a, if you're telling me, making, I'm not confident they can 
really do much in the playoffs right now. Oh, unless no. like no, like if they make it they're one and done unless they make some major changes. All what they need is they need if you can you can take like any of the what like seven bottom pairing defensemen the Jets have right now and make a solid bottom pairing. So yeah. let's say let's just say for the sake of argument, Dustin Bufflin comes back and he's like maybe not as good as he was last but he's year, still, year before, yeah. but he's still like a reliable top four defenseman. Doesn't he have like a week to come back? Is that not true? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm actually not entirely sure. Probably, you know what? That does sound right, though. So if he doesn't, you're looking at needing one to two defensemen. Two. <laughs> I would say look at a guy, maybe if you could find one that has some more term to him so that you have a security blanket in case Dustin Bufflin doesn't come back next year. You know a couple guys. Like, we know Dmitry Kulikov isn't come, is probably not coming back. We don't know if Nathan Bullyu is coming back. And apart from that, your guys are more bottom pairing. You know, yeah. Vili Hanela is going to be possibly ready to go for full-time duty. So that's good. Same with possibly the prospect still playing in college hockey. Dylan. Dylan Sandberg, yeah, so you're looking at, but you're still looking at very young, very raw defenders, and neither, these guys, they're projected to be good, but they're not projected to be like a Kale McCarr, where they can just step yeah. in and be a star. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, like, if the Jets are to make a move, they should make a move with someone with turn, because you're not just looking at this season. I think they're more more realistically looking into the future, right? Well, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say, like, they're not a team like New Jersey, where they're looking, like, three years down no, the road. They're no. looking, I mean, they'd be looking, next season. they'd be looking at next year, yeah, because you still have all five of your top five five core forwards locked down for at least three more years with the exception of line a but you still have team control after next season you have josh morrissey locked down your a defender you have connor hellebuck who's proven this year that he can play like a vesna caliber goaltender and even even in the last stretch while the team hasn't been good he's kind of gotten back like he had a really rough december but he's kind of inching his way back towards sort of an above average yeah but well, not like vesna level goaltender i think it's hard for him to be consistent when he's left hung out to dry for lack of it better also, words it also so doesn't often. help it also doesn't help it i'm kind of under the radar, Laura Brassois is having a rough year. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing we should touch on is uh, the other Winnipeg sports team. Uh, it's the offseason, obviously, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But a report yesterday came out that the Bombers have their focus on Zach Caleros as their quarterback next season. Yep. And uh, we know Chris Strevler's taking NFL workouts, so you yeah, can't rely yeah. on him. The, in the report, it also said that it's from Justin Dunk, who you take what Dunk says and you lock it in. Um, mm -hmm. But he said that Strevler is likely to sign in the NFL. And then Arash Madani of Sportsnet, who's also a very reliable yeah. source, mm -hmm. said he believes his word or what he's been told is that Matt Nichols believes that uh, he's, he's done in Winnipeg and he's already looking elsewhere for a new team next mm -hmm. season. Honestly, I that like the move for Caleros more than Nichols, in my opinion. But. It's so risky, though. They're well, both also, injury prone. I don't think. I think there's a risk either yeah, way. There's also the risk you have. Matt Nichols sat out that latter half of the year. He hasn't, unlike Caleros tandeming with Strebler, he hasn't proven that he can take this team all the way. He can take them into the playoffs definitely. And the Blue Bombers, even with some losses to NFL and now at least one, at least one, if not two of their quarterbacks, they're still going to be a playoff team, or at least they should. The Nichols narrative in the playoffs drives me nuts because I'm pretty sure he's thrown for 350 in two of those playoff losses. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's yeah, not, no. I'm not saying it's entirely him, but still, the narrative will stand as long as he doesn't, right? Like you, we but see, it's not really a valid one. No, like I, under, I understand the risk in Caleros, but I also say there's risk in Nichols too, right? Like none, yeah, of, none yeah. of them is a safe Agreed. bet. Like, like no. at the end of the day, it's likely whoever we sign as a starter goes down, like realistically. Yes. <laughs> and then who's going to be our backup? We, if we probably won't have Strevler to rely on anymore. So there will be a quarterback available. There isn't many. Like, not really. Uh, like not someone that's going to be able to do, take them where we want to go kind of thing. It probably will be Sean McGuire right now, the third guy. There is a guy like Dom Davis in Ottawa too, who's with Winnipeg mm -hmm. beforehand, and he kind of fizzled out in Ottawa. They could also bring him back i kind of was yeah, thinking some about guy, that some guys we see it in all sports some guys they just work in a certain spot and they don't in others you know mm -hmm. like so maybe that could be the case with him 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm not denying Kolaris' talent. He's, he's, I would say he's probably a little more talented than Nichols. Yeah, uh, especially now as with a thrower age, overall. With yeah. age and other factors. I think he's one year younger than uh, Nichols, I want to <laughs> say. Um, but yeah, the head thing really does scare me with Zach. Like, no, that's fair. Like, and with Zach, the injury, if it's it's probably career ending. It's not like season ending. That that's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, speaking of injury, did you hear? We, it was very recent news with Connor McDavid. So, no. do you remember in the last game of the year, he had the what was reported as a small PCL tear? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, it was reported today by the score that it was actually his PCL was ripped in half, and there was broken bones around his knee. Ugh, wow. And at the time, he could have elected for surgery. That would have had a recovery time of ten months. He would if he had so if he had gotten the surgery in April, he would still be out based on the timeline. That's interesting. So he elected not to have it, went through crazy rehab and like let's be like it's completely it's not even a hot take. Like if Connor McDavid wasn't there, the Oilers would be completely far outside this race. He's leading the league in points again. He's gonna win probably another Art Ross again. If he can guide the Oilers to the playoffs, he'd probably be the only guy who can compete with Nathan McKinnon for the Hart trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I agree with what you say there. That's a pretty interesting uh, report there. Yeah, yeah so uh, like, could you imagine how much more boring this league might be, though, without McDavid? Like, <laughs> that goal he scored yeah. against Calgary was just where he just like went down the ice, scored in four seconds like before the announcer could almost even finish what was going on. Yeah. Very very last yeah. point, though. Pecorine scored a goal. I just want to bring that up. Yeah, yeah that's, and how, that's and all we're going to say. And how about <laughs> tried? How about I'm tried? Jets, I'm a Jets fan, but that was cool. I yeah. was like, <laughs> I saw the notification, like, Pred score 5-2. I was like, oh, that's rough. And then I see who scores the goal, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, no and, way. And Forsberg finally got his lacrosse goal, yeah. too. So Nashville's, yep. been, Nashville's been getting the highlight reels. Okay, Not the we, wins, but just the okay. highlight reels. Okay, before we go, though, I guess one last thing. Who's the next lacrosse goal and who's the next goalie goal i'll take chalk i'll go shveshnikov for the soccer or the lacrosse that's goal fair. and then for the goalie goal i'll go uh, uh who's pretty crazy uh, i'm just gonna go so- totally random uh bobrovsky okay i'm gonna go with hellebuck just because he already tried and i'm gonna go with forsberg for a second one in a row i'm gonna go with mitch marner for the goal go or for the lacrosse style goal and then for the goalie goal i'm gonna go Mike Smith tries and reclaims his oh, God. status. All right, all right. All right. All right. So uh, when we next record, uh, the Super Bowl will be complete. Uh, Done and dusted. NHL will be probably super Back tight Back the All-Star still. break, we'll know. Yeah. But we'll have a much better idea of trade deadline. Might even have some moves yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And Rebel Sports, they'll be – Futsal will be well underway. And volleyball will be – Close to playoffs. Close yeah. to playoffs. And I believe basketball too, correct? Yeah, the MCAC yeah. playoffs. And all the playoffs are like bang, 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 all three in a row. So yeah, we'll so be getting into championship season here. Lots of sports to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye.